Greetings, Earthlings. This is Born to be Mild, and I'm your host, Kelsey. Consider me your resident overthinker, your professional cynic, and a massive self-critic. From interviews to audio diaries, let's consider Born to be Mild our space to explore all of the things inside and outside the comfort zone, exploring life, especially the messy bits. This is Born to be Mild. Y'all, I literally made it this entire (laughs) seven months of pregnancy without getting sick. And then we had our baby shower last weekend. And there was 50 people. It was honestly like 40, I think it ended up being 45. And we were supposed to have 50. And a couple people politely bailed out at the last second because they got sick and I actually super appreciate that nowadays. Like, I I don't know, guys. We all used to go into the office and out and about when we had like colds and the flu. And like, essentially, if you weren't actually dying of something, there was an expectation that you would like show up to shit. You know what I mean? So it's kind of refreshing that we're all like respecting each other's boundaries or most people are. And if you're not feeling well, even if it's like a cold, sniffles, runny nose, whatever, like stay home. Nobody wants your disgusting viral disease. So I had a few guests that, you know, very politely said, oh, hey, we're not feeling good. Like we're not going to come to the shower, but I don't, I don't want to blame it on anyone, but I definitely have a cold right now. Like I managed to go through seven months of pregnancy without being sick and we had 45 people over at our house and suddenly my nose is just like it's running. It is running like a faucet. I didn't need this to be clear. Like I have enough problems without the congestion and the runny nose and the inability to breathe at night and the snot dripping down the back of my throat, but I digress. Life happens. I survived the baby shower. That's number one. To be honest, that was like my biggest hurdle to survive the baby shower for the rest of the year. I just needed to get through that event and then I could think about all the other things that need doing or I could just relax for once in my life. That would be nice. We're rapidly approaching the end of 2022, and of course, like everybody else, that makes me start to think, like, what was the year like for me? I start to reflect on it a little bit, but then I also start to think towards 2023 and and sort of what I want for that year, you know? If you've followed me for even a little bit of time, you know that I really don't believe in New Year's resolutions, mostly because there's some staggering percentage of people, like just Google it. I don't even know what it is, but it's high. There's a staggering percent of people that give up on their resolutions by the end of February. So there's like really no point to make a resolution, quote unquote, because you're probably going to fail at it. But that doesn't mean you can't have aspirations or, I don't know, desires, things you want for your year. It's just that you have to structure it a little bit differently. My best friend and I, every year, in fact, we've been doing this for, I don't know if it's been like two or three years now, but we sort of treat each other like little motivational goal checker inners. So we set our intentions together at the beginning of the year and share them with each other. And every single month we have a little, it's just like a half hour. It's not even something crazy. And 99.9% of the time we just do it over text But we just kind of like check in, hey, how are you going against the intentions that you set at the start of the year? And what that allows us to do is to, one, have some sort of focus in our lives because the only way that you accomplish any goal you want is actually to chip away at it slowly. So for example, if you want to read 100 books by the end of the year, I mean, that doesn't happen in a day. You have to be reading 20 minutes a day. So really, is your goal, I want to read 100 books a year or is it I want to be a reader? 
And then how do you get to that place? What's the daily habit that you instill in your schedule to get to that place? So that's what she and I do. We kind of set these intentions for ourselves at the beginning of the year, and we try to make it less about a goal, quote unquote, and more about who we want to be as people. I want to be a person that has strong relationships. I want to be a reader. I want to be X, Y, Z. I thought I'd kind of take you through what my intentions were last year, a little bit of how I did towards them. Although, man, I, yes, we were like trying to get pregnant, but it wasn't so strategic. I wasn't like prepared for it to completely throw off all of my intentions for the year. So I don't know. It doesn't, I think that's the point in checking in on a monthly basis. Like you're going to set an intention and then life is going to decide for you where it wants you to go. It's going to push you in a certain direction and you might not always accomplish exactly what you thought you were going to at the beginning of the year. So by checking in each month, you can kind of, you know, slightly pivot and redirect. But Anyway, we'll quickly go through what I had for 2022, and then I'd like to set something different for 2023. For 2022, I set only three high-level intentions, and there's a ton of stuff underneath all of those, but this is just how I structure my annual goals or intentions each year. I like to think about it as who I want to be as a person or what it is that I want to accomplish as a human being, but I pull it higher level. So instead of, you know, I want to lose 15 pounds, it's like I want to be stronger or I want to be a healthier version of me. And that subtle difference, I think, helps me make daily habitual changes or pattern changes in my life that sort of march me towards that goal. And it's more holistic that way, I kind of think. The first intention I had for 2022 was actually something that I called return to self. In 2021, there was a lot that went on in 2021. I mean, I think for all of us, right? We survived 2020. We got through the pandemic. We tried new things. We had trauma, collective shared trauma. So in 2021, I I started poking around and doing old things that I used to love. It was when I bought a guitar again. I randomly started reading like a ton of fiction again. So when I entered this year, I just kind of wanted to continue to return to self. Underneath that for me was I wanted to be a reader again and make that not something that I give up again in the future. I mean, I read a ton as a kid and then I just stopped. Like I went to college and everything was textbooks and learning and I don't know, they force you to read a bunch of stuff you don't like and and then your priorities are different and you don't really want to sit down and read. You want to go out and hang out and do whatever you know, whatever the young kids do. So I just don't want to lose that again. So to make it part of me, the return to self of me as a reader, my goal wasn't to read X number of books a year. It was just to read 20 minutes a day. I try to tell myself I can do anything for 20 minutes a day. Like the amount of time I spend scrolling on TikTok or Reels or all these things, like it's such wasted time. Like if I can do that for an hour, which I'm sure I do that for an hour a day, I could read for 20 minutes a day. I also wanted to not lose my love of guitar again. I learned to play guitar, I think at age like 19, 18 or 19. It was like a high school boyfriend that taught me. And once again, like played a little bit in college and then you go and get a corporate job and forget all the things that you love because you throw yourself into climbing a corporate ladder. And I got rid of my guitar. So I went almost 10 years without playing it. And I just don't want to do that. So Again, a return to self for me on that one wasn't like play guitar a million hours a day or learn XYZ bar chords or something. It just was 
pick up the guitar for 15 minutes a day. The health goals are always where I fall short every single year. I'm laughing because I know that this is so relatable, but we all set these wellness and health goals. And I think most of us, I hate to say it, friends, most of us fail at it. This is something my best friend is so good at. She is so disciplined with like, she does a workout class X number of days a week. And like, whether she wants to or not, she gets up and she does that class And like, sometimes she'll complain to me about it. That's fine. But she does it. So like, she has the discipline of, it doesn't matter what I want. I said, I'm going to do this. And it's just a habit that I do. Myself, not so successful. Not exactly the most physically active version of myself this year. I wrote down things like I wanted to run and take dance classes, two things I used to do all the time when I was younger. And pretty much none of that happened. Now I did get pregnant in June. So in my defense, like, that derailed everything. And then from there, I ended up with like sciatica and a whole host of other things that make even like walking painful. So that this just didn't really go to plan. But you know, the second intention that I had set for myself was I want to create more than I consume. This will just be forever an intention I need to continue to set because we live right now in this time where, I mean, the consumption is just so easy. Like the amount of time I spend on Instagram and especially on Reels, oh, I'm ashamed. My screen time is horrible. So I really wanted to create more than I consume. For me, that's like writing my book. I've been working on a novel for forever now. And, you know, Game of Thrones certainly wasn't written in a day. And that's neither is this. (laughs) Neither is this book. It's not getting written in a day. I think I need to be a little bit more disciplined on this one and just, again, treat it the same way as reading. Like maybe it's writing for 15 minutes a day. I can do anything for 15 minutes a day. The podcast was another one. Mediocre on this front, y'all. I actually had a lot of traction at the beginning of the year. I was super regular with this and, and then I got pregnant and I just started feeling crappy and I couldn't do anything. So I would say my personal businesses suffered a lot when I first got pregnant and there's just a level of that that I'm gonna give myself the grace of it trying to get back into it. But you know, this is where I think the monthly check-ins have helped because I was able to sort of acknowledge like physically, this is just not something I can do right now. And I have to be okay with that. I'm doing something else. I'm like growing a pair of lungs today. The third one I had was be somebody with healthy relationships. I was very tactful about the way I phrased that one because there's a lot of people I want to focus on when it comes to that. So it's my family, it's the super close friends, and it's my husband. And those are relationships that I want to take time to really nurture and make sure that I am, I'm taking the time to take care of them. As life gets busier, it's just very easy to not check in with people and not make time for the people that matter the most. And I always say time is like the most finite resource, the only thing you can't get back. I really don't want to wake up one day and realize that like, I wish I had spent more time with someone or I wish that I had really nurtured a relationship and and now it's too late to do that. So I made a list of how that could manifest. It could be, you know, texting the family every single day, FaceTiming the family once a week, setting up a once a month meeting with my best friend to make sure we hang out, you know, uh, scheduling time to actually see people that you want to see. It could be scheduling a certain amount of romance in your life. And like, I know that sounds like unsexy to like schedule 
sexy time, but we get to a certain age where I'm sorry, I would rather have something in the calendar and get it done and that's fine rather than leave it to chance and then we like never go on a date and never are intimate. You know what I mean? Like if you got to schedule it, schedule it. I know that sooner than later, my BFF will come knocking and she'll say, it's time for us to schedule our 2023 (laughs) intention chat. So I'm going to have to think of what the heck I want for this year ahead. And I don't have it fully nailed down to be quite honest with you, but I can at least tell you where my brain is sort of floating. And obviously a lot of it is around what the hell being a new mom looks like. And I think there's so much I'm about to deal with on that front that I really am going to need to sit down and sort of like parse through how I want to wrap my intentions around this new phase because there's a lot of stuff I'm afraid of. And so I think there's probably a lot of daily habits or wishes for this time that I should really set ahead of time so that I'm going into it with purpose, I guess. And I can't really ever have a plan, but at least I can go in somewhat prepared So for example, I'm just scared in general. Like I remember, and I know I'm going to get roasted for comparing, making this comparison at all from pets to babies, but both times we brought home new pets into the house. When we brought popcorn home from the animal shelter, our cat, our tuxedo cat that we adopted, I mean, she was the cutest thing at the shelter. And then they put her in a little cardboard box and stuck her in our arms and we took her to the pet store and then took her back to the apartment. And that thing, she just was crying, like crying. And I was so calm at the shelter while my husband was in full panic. He literally was like his head braced against the wall, like sweat dripping down his forehead, rubbing his eyebrows, going, I'm going to have this cat when I'm 40. Like he was having an actual life crisis thinking about the commitment of this cat, which in hindsight, I really respect because he went into this being like, it's a lifelong commitment. I will never get rid of this cat. So props to him for that very great responsible animal ownership. But he was having his panic attack at the shelter and I was totally calm. Like I knew I wanted this. I was like ready for this. I wanted us to have a pet together, but then we brought her home and I panicked It's like all of a sudden I realized that this thing depended on me and it was crying and I wasn't used to that sound and I didn't know what to do and and I freaked out and he was calm. Like it was the weirdest like role reversal I've ever seen from us and the exact same thing happened when we brought Lemon, our puppy home in early 2021. I mean, once again, I was the one that like, sought out where to get her from and and did the whole process of like, okay, prepping for her to come home and getting all the items together and so excited. And he was the one that wasn't sure and was panicking beforehand. And then when we brought her home and again, she's like crying, I was the one that freaked out because it was like my safe space of a home that I've created with peace and routines that I understand and and the comfort of this like safety net that I've built for myself here Like all that breaks down when you bring something new and foreign into the environment and that new foreign thing is just a baby and it needs love and care and attention and it's, it's screaming its head off and you can't figure out why. So I know that pets are going to be different than a baby, but I'll make you a bet that this, this little routine, this little dance that my husband and I have going where the new creature comes home and screams its head off like a banshee and I panic. I go into a full panic. That's going to happen. So knowing that, having that hindsight, I just need some sort of intention about 
how I'm going to sit with that fear or that stress and how I'm going to deal with it without having a meltdown. Or if I have a meltdown, that might be fine too. But let's talk about how to like, you know, pivot out of that. So there's some intention underneath the new mom thing that I've got to create it around that scenario. And the other piece of it too, I think is a little bit of like how I want to think about the relationship with my husband and how that's changing. Because I see a scenario, and I definitely remember when we first got Lemon, I we fought a lot. I mean, I think we probably fought more during that time period than we've ever fought in our entire relationship. And it's because the dynamic had changed. He was in his busiest time of work, which is busy season. He works in financial services, which is the springtime. And so that's when we got Lemon as a baby. And guess what? That's when I'm due. So this is a whole thing again, where I'm going to be entering this new phase of life at a time when at work for my husband, it's honestly very busy and very stressful. So he's being pulled in multiple directions. I feel like I'm doing more than he is. There's potential for resentment there. There was a lot of arguing that happened when it came to Lemon coming home because all of a sudden I was like, why am I taking on more? Don't walk into this room and ask me how you can quote unquote help me. It's not helping me, buddy. This is 50% your puppy, 50% your dog. Like, you know, (laughs) it ain't help. It's just your job to look around what needs doing, do it. Thank you, XOXO Gossip Girl. So I just, I'm saying I could see the same thing when it comes to a baby where it's It's just a new dynamic for you and your partner. And I want to make sure I go into setting my intentions this year with some sort of line item under this higher level new mom thing that thinks about how I want to interact with my partner and like what is the habitual thing that I can add to my list to make sure that we're constantly connecting. The last little piece under the new mom high level manifesting wish list is something to do with my own personal identity. And again, I don't really know how this will take shape, but I do want to make sure I don't lose myself. I want to embrace a new part of me. I want to say hi to this new slice of myself that I have not met yet. And that's being mom. Like, what does mom look like? And what do I want to be as mom? Who do I want to be as a mom? But I also still want to make sure that I'm me. And I don't want to lose whoever I am. I don't want to bury the person I was. I don't want to lose all of myself in becoming the new me. I just want to say hi to this new piece of me. So again, I'll have to sit and think through what that actually looks like. What is the habit that I can incorporate into my daily schedule or my daily life to make sure that that piece is sort of preserved? So I don't know. There's going to be a lot about the 2023 intentions list that has to do with this mom phase because we're due March 1st and Lord only knows when this kid will actually come. But when he does, it's going to be a whole whirlwind and, and take over everything. So I recognize this will be the biggest one. Another intention for me, though, is that I do want to find my way back to whatever this is. I really enjoy creating content. I really, I've loved the podcast. Like I've absolutely had so much more fun creating the podcast and doing audio content than anything else. So I want to do this. I want to make a whole list of intentions underneath that. Like it could be getting more guests on the podcast and, 
and interviewing more people. I've had a couple guests in the last year and I absolutely loved having them on the podcast and getting to know them and interviewing. There's so much fun there as opposed to just doing solo episodes. I really want to be signed with a network, which by the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't left me a review on Apple Podcasts, do you know how much that helps me? That helps me so much in this goal of potentially getting with some sort of podcast network for 2023. I beg of you, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me. But so that's definitely an intention list. And and I still do want to create written content in some way. I just don't know what that looks like yet. So there will be some sort of me and my business and my brand goal in there as well. And then the last one, I want to do something that is health or wellness related. And again, it probably will have several branches. I want to keep the healthy relationships goal. I really liked that because I felt like I maybe spent time with a fewer amount of people in 2022. Like I didn't hang out with a ton of people. In fact, I probably cut a lot of people loose and didn't check in with a bunch of people. But the ones that I did, the relationships that I focused on, like my brothers, like my best friends, like those I feel like I actually, I did a lot with. And and that impacted my year in such a big way. I had such a good support system and it wasn't necessarily the largest support system, but these were people that knew the ins and outs of my life and my day to day and really were invested and cared and I cared about them. And that felt so good. So I want to keep that goal. Same with like the one for my husband in terms of having like a healthy romantic relationship. It's so easy as you get older to just become like business partners in owning a home together and making a life together. It's very easy to become roommates. There's a lot of unsexy conversations around the house about what needs to be done and, you know, all the things it takes to live together as a couple. So I want to make sure that we maintain some sense of like actually being romantically involved (laughs) and in love with each other in that way. So that matters to me. And all of that, I think, does fall under you know health and wellness in general. I want to make sure I have a mental health focus on there. And it might be you know, just continuing to do therapy every couple of weeks, which is what I do now. That might mean upping it to once a week when we have the new baby. We'll see what, see what needs to be done. And man, after I give birth to this kid, I, I just, I'm so proud of my body for what it's done for me this year. And no, I didn't do all the exercise and no, I didn't, you know, go running and take dance lessons. But I think in 2023, I want to like honor what my body did in 2022 and find ways to nurture it and walk and I don't know, go to a class or find health goals that are physical health goals that honor the fact that this is not going to be the same body that I had before This will not be a pre-pregnancy body. I do not have a weight loss goal and I won't put myself through that trauma for 2023, but there's got to be some goal there about embracing my new body and, and what that means and learning to love it and be thankful for what it did. Like I said, a lot of rambling, not a lot of actual facts down on paper. I'm going to have to sit with this for a while, to be honest, because these are some big ones. I've got a big year ahead. But I wanted to make this episode to kind of encourage you all to do the same type of thing. Try not to set a goal like lose X pounds, read X books, do X thing. I just want everyone to think about who you want to be and what daily habits can you instill in your life that march you towards being that person. 
Because at the end of the day, no amount of time is guaranteed. So if you're laying on your deathbed, I don't really think it matters that you read 100 books in a year, but it might matter to you that you were a reader and that you got to live a thousand lives because you read the lives of all these other people that wrote things down before you. It might not matter how many friends you had, but it'll matter that you had really good, strong relationships with the few that you really nurtured. So I just like to think about it in terms of who I want to be and how each of the little things I do for 10 minutes a day take me closer to being that person. Feel free to share whatever your intentions are for the year over on Instagram with me at Kelsey Boyanju or at Born to Be Mild. I'm going to beg for reviews again. Please, please leave me a review. Otherwise, happy new year. Be safe, pretty please. However you choose to celebrate, I'm going to go to bed early. (laughs) I go to bed at nine every night now, so I think it's going to be a miracle if I could make it to midnight. But anyway, happy New Year's, y'all. Thanks for listening to this episode of Born to be Mild. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review and subscribe. Subscribe.